Are you tired of the same old pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on Powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 4,000 hours of the best pro wrestling events from over 110 of the biggest names in the industry from over 15 countries around the globe. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. What's up, y'all? It's Jeff Cobb, and you're listening to Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show on Social Suplex Podcast Network. You're listening to the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show. Listener discretion is advised at all times. For downloading another episode of the Ricket and Clive Wrestling Show, part of the Social Suplex Podcast Network. My name is Clive, and once again, my partner in crime, Ricky Ricardo, is unable to be with us tonight for he is working away for a night or two. I'm coming to the realization that I have seen Brock Lesnar on TV more times in 2019 than I've had Ricky on this podcast this year. So, Make of that what you will, and my, as well as my feelings on part-timers as a whole. And Ricky, I do hope you hear this. All right, pal. But fear not, we've got some uh, rescue in the form of someone who lives not far away from us at all. It's my next-door neighbour. No, it's not really. Uh, It's Muzza, Social Suplex, New Japan columnist, and actually a part-timer himself when it comes to (laughs) podcast appearances. Um... Murray Bone, how are you tonight, sir? I am good, Clyde. Thank you for having me on as all as well. Not as always, it's on my second time being on here, but still. <laughs> you're you're still part of the the club now. Yep. The OG, the OC club, or OG, or GI Joe club, or something like that. Yeah, one of them. <laughs> so you've had a busy day today. You've been packing. Is that correct? Yes, I've been packing, going, preparing to go to London for Royal Quest. Quest. When is that actually? So it's Saturday? It's Saturday, and I, as far as I know, I believe it'll probably be this starting round about the same time as another event that's happening in the UK, in Cardiff. It's um, a busy week, a busy weekend down in the south of the border and east of the border and west of the other border something along those lines basically two countries underneath Scotland are showcasing some pretty important wrestling and you Maza, are fortunate enough to be attending one of them, this is New Japan's Royal Quest card so I was just going to quiz you, not quiz you not an actual quiz yet just ask you for some general background on it did you, was it Decent ticket price? Did you have to save up um, all your pennies? Yeah, it was a decent ticket price, if I can remember. I think I spent around about £40 on it, and it was... Let's see, I'm trying to think. There was, there was a lower terrace and an 
sort of upper terrace. I'm in the upper terrace, but like front row of that. Is it what's the capacity of the place that it's in? And the copper box. If I can just quickly search that up, that up. It's got a capacity of seven thousand five hundred. And it's sold out. Is that right? I believe it. it it's damn near close. I think close to be sold. To being sold out. That's good. Good stuff. Yeah. Uh, are there any specific? See, one of the questions I want to ask about this is: this basically uh, a foreign house show, or is it part of the overall story that's going on? The there is there is actually quite a bit of. It's a little bit of both. It's sort because it's their first. They've been in the UK before, but with doing a co-show with Rev Rev, Rev Pro Revolution Pro Wrestling, mm-hmm. and this is their first time ever doing a a full-out New Japan show in the UK. So it's sort of a showcase, but it is it does have matches that are part of the overall story. Uh-huh. And what matches are those? The ones that that count. Okay. I would say, well, the first four matches are your usual New Japan tag matches. So mm-hmm. they won't matter. But I have noticed the third match involves Will Ospreay and Robbie Eagles against Taiji Shimori and El Fantasmo. And that's a match I'll be definitely keeping an eye on. Mm-hmm. Eye on. So there's four title matches. The first match, well... We haven't actually found out the opponents yet. It's that's what I was Gorillas going to of, ask you about. Yeah, Gorillas of Destiny, Tamatonga and Tangaloa facing the winners of the Rev Pro's Road to Royal Quest Tag Team Tournament. The finals are on Friday. Friday on a Rev Pro show. Rev Pro show, and the finals is between Aussie Open and the current Rev Pro tag champs of the East End Butcher Shah Samuels and Josh Bowden so there is a obviously a 50-50 chance that Shah Samuels will make his New Japan is it his debut for New Japan in terms of a pure New Japan yes it, it would be for all four either either team it would be their uh-huh. New Japan debut and on a scale of one to Yahweh Wowie, how excited are you for Shah Samuels possibly appearing on a New Japan card? I'm definitely up in that Yowie Wowie spot, definitely. <laughs> Did you see him fighting through home bargains a few weeks ago? I have. It was hilarious. I was actually wondering, have you watched any of his Mug of the Weeks on Twitter? Yes, they are always a joy to watch. If you haven't yeah, seen late, them, you need to check these late. out. The latest one was, I believe, he had a sore throat over too much singing after an ICW show. Right. I've not seen that one yet. What was that, what was that one about? Um, he, he, basically, for the first time, he he was the mug of the week for singing. For basically, I don't know what he was singing, but he was. Basically doing a lot of singing after the ICW show of Jack Jester and apparently Jennifer, Jennifer Louise was the, says she was the main reason that they went out singing, so. she She's a troublemaker. Yeah. So do you, it, think, um, do you think there will be any title changes at all? 
or just because it's a kind of glorified house show that we won't see that? Uh, there's possibilities. I think the next match below that is for the well, it's for the never open weight championship, which is what's it? But it's pretty much a mid card belt, but it's more suited for strong style wrestlers, hard hitting ones, and it's between Tom Rich Ladder's favorite wrestler, Tomohiro Ishii. You mean, and you mean Rich the, Ishii, not Rich Latter? It's Rich Ishii. Rich Ishii, I apologize. <laughs> and the former Hideo Itami, Kenta. Having not seen much of anything from New Japan at all, basically is what I'm trying to say. I do understand though that Kenta has brought a pretty stiff uh, style back to New Japan and I am fully aware of Ishii's threatening presence throughout, so that should be a, a bruiser for sure, that one. Yeah, but that it will be an it will be a definite bruising and I'm interesting to see it'll be interesting to see Kenta the reaction Kenta gets from the crowd considering the last time we've see, we saw him was at the G1 finals where he betrayed Ishii and I think it was Yoshihashi in a match against the Bullet Club and actually ended up joining the Bullet Club. Was that the same night that Shibata came back and attacked Kenta? Yes, it was. Yes, it was. And Kenta ended up, I think, with, with the help of Bullet... Yeah, Ken... Shibata cleared house, mm-hmm. basically cleared house, and then I think got distracted, and then Kenta basically choked him, put him in a, basically choked him out, and hit him with his old Shibata's old finisher, and then just did the old Shibata's pose on top of him, right? Top of him, so he was booed heavily, heavily by the Japan fans who are you. Like, I've not heard them boo someone that loud for quite a decent while. I suppose because Shibata was quite uh, well-revered, was he not? Yeah, he was well-revered for... Like, he made... He was very known for his strong style moves. Oh, we know that. (laughs) Yeah. What are your thoughts on him returning to action? If it's true, I will be definitely excited to see where he goes, though I'm also fairly concerned because it was, I think it was one of his signature headbutts he does mm-hmm. that caused the injury, caused his injury that left him to be out for, well, he's been out since about 2017, so over two and a half years. So it's, it's one of those ones, I've not got an emotional connection to him, but similar to what we saw with Edge at SummerSlam, where Edge returned for a spear and there's been rumours going all over the place. He's in peak physical condition. I was actually listening to his podcast with Seamus. I've still listened to it at the moment. And they're talking about how much Edge is in shape at the moment. There's there's just a massive part of me because I was so engrossed in Edge throughout a lot of his career. I don't want him to risk coming back and buggering that neck up again. And there's, especially if Shibata does come back, He's got this rivalry going on with Kenta, who's known for being hard hitting. There's just, I would, if that was me, I would be watching that through my fingers. Yeah, definitely, I would definitely be the same. The couple of other title matches we've got the British Heavyweight Championship between um, Zack Saber Junior Time and Hiroshi Tanahashi. 
there yeah, been much, much build for that one at all? There has been. They've faced off a couple of times throughout this year. They faced, I think they faced off in New Japan Cup, where Tanahashi won. Then they faced off again for the title at, I think it was G1 Supercard, where Zack won. Mm-hmm. And then they faced off again in the G1, during the G1, where Tanahashi won again. Right. There seems to be the right now Tanahashi's two and one against them so far this year in terms of singles matches. Uh-huh. And of course you've got Okada versus Minoru Suzuki for the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. I can't imagine the title change here, but Suzuki's known for being a bit of a bruiser himself, and Okada's in a league of his own. But it should still be a good match. Should be a good match. It will be interesting to see a lot. There's a lot of people I've talked to who really want to see Suzuki win it because he's a well-known legend in Japan, not just in wrestling, but in MMA sense. Since as he star, uh-huh. I think he's one of the big influences in MMA. So you would think that because this is outside of Japan that they wouldn't do a title change, but Okada, didn't Okada win the title at the, what was that thing? Madison Square G1 Supercard. The G1 Supercard. Now, obviously, that's a bit more laden in overall storyline and stuff like that, but there is that possibility. It would be a shock, for sure. It would definitely be a sh- shock. I've looked at it and I'm thinking it would make it makes more sense for Okada to win, but who knows, they could do that. With Suzuki being fifth, at the age of 51, they could very well give him the title but have him drop it before Wrestle Kingdom back to Okada in a sort of like sort of like a, a thank you reign, which has happened before with other older wrestlers, uh-huh. wrestlers, but I don't see it happening in, happening here. Aye, it's, it's one of those ones that are a lot of Suzuki marks out there and I'm sure they would be delighted to see a win but can't see it happening myself. Again, I'm not well versed in all that's going on in New Japan. If you're wanting a lot more thorough detail, please check out the Keeping It Strong Style guys who have dropped their podcast, a, a full preview of the card, which they do in typically excellent fashion. Uh, one of the other questions I was going to ask you about this is, there's a fair amount of British wrestlers in there and some that you might have seen before. Has there, and you are quite an avid attender of wrestling events. What shows have you seen this year or like indie wrestling events have you seen where there are wrestlers that have appeared on this Royal Quest? Have you seen any of them in, in action live? Uh, I, I actually haven't. There's not a... Like, there is a couple of guys that are from the UK, but most of the people on this card are from New Japan. So they have sort of went all out with this show. Show Aye, it's, if, it's quite star laden. Yeah, there's if now this all depends. If Shaw Samuels is to get into this title match, he will have been the only one I've seen live. Let's let's cross our fingers and toes for a Shaw Samuels New Japan tag title match. Yeah, it helps him as well. Would be very interesting as well, considering it would be the IWGP Tag Champs versus the RevPro Tag Champs. Ah, oh, yes, that's right. Is is that is Shah Samuel's a champ 
was he not the longest reigning Rev Pro champ as well at one point? I think he was the longest reigning British heavyweight champ at one point. He's he's been with Rev Pro pretty much since the, their inception. Mm-hmm. Inception. He sort of went down the card a little bit. He's sort of in that mid card role, but he's been absolutely great. He's been absolutely great at Rev. At Rev Pro, a mate of mine I've been talking to who goes to the Rev Pro shows a lot says he's Charles very much still over with the Rev Pro crowd. Oh, I, I mean, you see it when it goes does the ICW tapings. I mean, a lot of it is all panto with the drinking cans of lager, just having a laugh with the audience. But he is over wherever he goes. He's having he's having quite the year, and obviously he's got this mug of the week thing going on. He had some airtime on. He's on Rev Pro. He had some airtime on. What do you call it? World of Sport last year. Just yeah. things are seen going up and up. He was also. I'm not sure. In fact, now that I think about it, I don't think we will see him. But Shah Samuels was in a probably a dark match at one of the recent NXT UK tapings as well. I yes, that was yes. I think I don't know who he faced, but definitely heard about that. So you never know, we might see him versus Joe Coffey for the, the UK title at some point, because Joe Coffey will hold that for 50 years soon. Yep, he, he, he will hold the belt and then no one's going to beat him. Yep. Instead of the 24-7 title, it'll just be called the one title, because Joe Coffey is the one. Yep. Walter fears Joe Coffey. I'm going to get that. See those... Remember those antibullion friendship bracelet things you get, the rubber bracelets? Yep. I'm gonna yeah, get yeah. I'm gonna get one of them and it says Walter Fears Draw Coffee on it. Well I'll I'll make sure I try and get one of those as well then. <laughs> we can be um bracelet buddies. Yep. Well spread the movement. <clears throat> spread the movement. So let them know. Uh, speaking of NXT UK they also have a show that night, the Takeover in Cardiff, which, um, contrary to what people thought would have happened, they've sold out. That's up against the likes of a Cardiff, no, sorry, a Wales rugby match in the same city, I think. They've got New Japan as well, and I'm sure there'll be people that are willing to just, there might even be people that are going from the UK over to Chicago to see all out, but they've done well. If, yeah. See this card. What are your thoughts on this card? Compare it to, like, compare your anticipation of Takeover Blackpool to this one, and how how much is it so far? I'd say it. I'm definitely more hyped up for this card mainly because I was in mainly because of the fact that it's up against a lot of top competition. Right. Competition. As soon as they released said they were going to do a card on the same day, my thoughts were they're going to have to pull something big out for this. And they have pulled out what seems to be a very good card. For the most part, yes, I will agree with you there. There's, I mean, there's a lot of exciting things to look forward to, potentially. I'm pretty pretty confident that Kayleigh Ray is going to walk away with that women's title, but we'll talk about that in a wee minute. There is one black mark in this card for me, and I'm sorry to keep harping on about him, but Travis Banks, Noam Dar, this has had little to no build. Banks is, in my opinion, I don't, I don't think he's been featured enough to deserve a shot, a spot in the card. 
know him there, I get a wee bit. He's got a bit of more of appeal. He's been on 205 Live. He's been on Raw. He's, had, he's just been, he's more of a household name and people know a lot more. People know him a lot more. But I'm not sure I can sit with him just coming in and saying, right, I want a takeover. And if anything, yeah. if anything, it's, if anyone deserves a shot against Noam Dar, it's Kenny Williams because he's had to put up with Dar's shite for the last few weeks. Yeah, it's, it's been a bit weird. Weird. Like they had the they had that feud perfect with Dar and Williams, and now they've sort of just shoehorned Travis Banks in. I think I've, since I was I was recently watching the last couple of NXT UK shows, and it seems to be the their reasoning, the storyline reason behind this is that Banks missed the last what the last takeover mm-hmm. due to Jordan Devlin attacking him, so he wants to get onto this card. They had a, I think they've had in terms of the build, it's been not much like not for this I match, think, no, not for this. Like I think the only build they had was Banks bet Kenny Williams, and then I think Noam was on commentary and. Travis Banks and Noam had a bit of a bit of an argument, and then the next week, said Scarlett saying, "Up, oh, this match is official." Mm. Just, I mean, there's other things you could have on that that spot. The uh, Rhea Ripley and Piper Niven have been warring with each other since Piper Niven came up, basically. Uh, that could yeah. have went in the card. You've had Cassius Ono, Cassius Ono, on this rampage throughout the division. However, things have like. You, I just think there could have been something else that could have went in that place, regardless if Banks feels as if he's been hard done by, even if that's a backstage mentality. It would be funny if this person who I'm about to talk about just waltzes in and says, no, I'm taking your spot. So Cesaro's come in. He's said he's heading over to Cardiff to um, get a hands-on approach, a view, whatever you want to call it, of what's happening in NXT UK. Would it not be hilarious if we ended up seeing footage of Cesaro attacking Travis Banks and Travis Banks couldn't make the takeover again. <laughs> I, I wouldn't be surprised. The Cesaro thing is intriguing. Very much. Now, would you think they would add another match to this card? Like an impromptu match? No. This is just a theory. I'm surprised that Cassius is not on the card. I know he's just there as a a gatekeeper so to speak I know he's he's been going over a lot of people but he's there to showcase a lot of the younger talent um, possibly he's involved in a training role as well but I'm just surprised that he's not involved in it however if anyone's known Cesaro and Cassius Ono back in the day they were the kings of wrestling tag team and a very popular one at that so with Cassius Ono not officially on the card Cassius Ono, by the way, whose only recent loss, as far as I can remember, was against Marvin Andrews. Is it possible that this triple threat tag team title match between the Grizzled Young Vets, Gallus, as in Mark Coffey and Wolfgang, and the the South Wales guys, Marvin... Marvin Andrews? I keep saying Marvin Andrews. That's the <laughs> defender who played for Rangers. Yeah, Marvin Andrews. I've, yeah, I remember seeing him mad. Dad does not like him, but enough about football. <laughs> yes, he was the one who kept going on about God and prayers and stuff, didn't he? Yeah, right. things are. So, note yeah. to self, listeners: if I ever mention Marvin Andrews again, 
Just uh, it couldn't be further away from Mark Andrews if you tried. Mark Andrews. So Mark Andrews is the only one to hold a victory over Cassius Ono in recent times. Is it possible that Cesaro and Cassius Ono involve themselves in that match to make it a four way? That is something I have not I did not consider consider and I would I would not complain about adding them into the match because the tag title well the build's been it's not been bad but it's nothing spectacular it's just Gallus, been there yeah Gallus Mark and Wolfie have both picked have been picking up a lot of tag team wins recently they've they bet Team White Wolf they bet The Hunt and they bet don't even know who the last team was but they were just cringy oh Cr- what was that again that was terrible yeah that, what what was their I don't understand what their oh, I can't remember their names but they had what kind of shirts did they have on they, they looked like t- the sort of e-shirts you'd wear on hol- holiday in somewhere it was like this- the Chippendales on a day off <laughs> Okay, I've just found that it was the team of Pretty Deadly, the team oh. of Lewis Holy and Sam Stoker. I've never heard of them at all. Uh-huh, not even in the indie scene at all. Where did these guys come from? But that was that gimmick was bad. That reminds me of a few weeks ago on NXT where there was this Greek guy who came out and he had some sort of spandex toga leotard singlet thing. Do you remember at all? No, I'm not. I do not recall this, but if if I probably will, and it will be. It might have been oh. punishment, Martinez, or something. But oh, oh, it was oh, it was hard, actually, angering to look at. But these guys, they came down with their hands in their uh, pockets, chipping deals on the day off, and they actually had to face the hard cam and find their pockets again. That was hard to watch. Why were we given that? And I, and, and I don't. One of them had like a, had tied the t-shirt like in the near the bottom bit. I do not understand that. I'm glad that Gallus dealt with them. Yeah, absolutely. Like, could they not put in another tag a tag team that would have been probably cheered because they got zero reaction at well, all? What about um, Saxton Huxley and Tyson Tebowin? Why not? May as well. May as well, or Ashton Smith and someone. Just not. Yeah, not these guys. They were pretty brutal. That's what they were. Not pretty deadly. I know. I was, I was going to say Kenny Williams and Amir Jordan, but Amir's been seemingly he, disappeared since he was attacked by Grizzled Young Veterans. I think he actually is injured because I saw a tweet from him saying I'll be back soon. Um, someone had asked him where he'd disappeared to, so I think there was an actual injury. Injury. So this, it was a shame because, see, the first half of the year, it felt to me as if the NXT UK tag team scene was the best scene in all, all of WWE because you had The Hunt, you had Gallus, British Strong Style or Mustache Mountain, Grizzled Young Vets, Marvin Andrews. <laughs> I've done it again. Oh, Mark. <laughs> Mark Andrews and Flash Morgan Webster. Yeah, um, a couple more off the. I can't remember off the top of my head, but it felt really, really good and fleshed out, and you could tell where they lay in the hi- hierarchy. 
and it has fallen a wee bit by the wayside so that it comes to the point where it feels as if this triple threat tag team match is a wee bit off balance uh, just in terms of alignments and all that jazz but I will not moan because at the end of the day it's a grizzled young vets match they could have a tag team match with a couple of broomsticks and put on a classic absolutely another thing this might just be me I'm not that big a fan of Flash Morgan Webster. I don't know what it is about him. Uh, he's... I, I love Mark Andrews. There we go. He's a Marvin as well. <laughs> as well. I like him because I like him, but like, I don't know what it is about Flash that I just don't like. It's just something seems off. When I first saw him on 205 Live, I thought, what is this? Uh, this um, Austin Powers... Uh, what was that moped mod film from years uh, ago? No, I wouldn't, I wouldn't know. Too young for this. It'll come back to me at some point, but there was a film years ago that was about the mod scene in England uh, and it had all these people with their Paul Weller haircuts. It was a decent film, but that's basically what he reminds me of. He's all right. He's got quite some innovative offence where he sort of whirls himself round the corner to do some hurricanes. And he's come back from what was apparently a, a pretty bad injury that was a bit of a concern for a while. So I don't mind, and if anything, I'm just happy that there's another tag team there. They work well together. But the thing that I'm happy about the most is just apart from the main event, the, the Scottish representation, the ICW representation, all up and down the card is fantastic. You get Noam Dar and uh, Banks, Kayleigh Ray versus Tony Storm. Both have appeared in ICW, the tag team triple threat match with both like all members of Gallus, and this match, which I'm looking forward to more than I've looked forward to some Christmases some year. It is, and this is this is so in the one week. I'll watch NXT at some point tomorrow. You have Keith Lee versus Donovan Donovan, Dominic Dijakovic, Mark uh, Part Two. I am foaming at the mouth for that one, and then a matter of. Three, four sleeps later, it's Joe Coffey versus Dave Mastiff. These guys fought as part of the tournament in Royal Albert Hall, and it was basically a, a horse-off, literally charging at each other uh, until someone broke. Just Mastiff's, Mastiff's presentation has been excellent. I, I remember when he was in World of Sport, he had this medieval king gimmick. He looked like Robert Baratheon in Game of Thrones, but in a bad way and it just didn't work well however this massive that we've got now I love everything about him and Joe Coffey I've waxed lyrical about him many many times you know that on air and off air uh, the way this has all come together they had the six man tag between Gallus and the Hunt and now you've got Joe Coffey a big, it's basically two matches two super heavyweight matches in the space of four days and I can't wait I want to see some rings collapsing and all sorts yeah, definitely. Um, this match will be an absolute brutal. It's not only the fact that you've given the added stipulation of a last man standing, oh. standing step being added to it. You could have. You, uh, do they need weapons? No, but any sort of. I can see them. I don't know. Probably. Spearing each other through tables. Yep, barricades. 
barricades. Hopefully, hopefully not tables from ICW. Have you seen that one ICW taping? I think it's like Krieger versus Ricky Shane Page. Yes. The table uh-huh. would not break. Yep, that was very unfortunate for all parties involved. Yeah, that was... But yeah, I think this match should be an absolute hoss fight. And it will be lovely. I was disappointed when... Uh came to be that they had a match on TV a few weeks ago because I thought oh no come on this surely this must be a takeover match uh, and it ended up being a, a draw because both guys were just Joe was going for Dave's kidneys or liver area and it was just it ended a double count out I think it mm-hmm. did yeah, yeah. Like a double count out type thing and after it they both gingerly got to their feet and Mastiff was shouting come on Joe come on and it was, you could see them both getting more worked up and more worked up. And I thought they're going to destroy each other right here and now. And it didn't. But there was just this look in their eyes. Mastiff was literally frothing at the mouth. Joe Coffey had blood coming out of his ear. Gallus were holding him back. Mastiff was red in the face. Oh, it's happening. And lo and behold, last man standing match at TakeOver. The words cannot describe my excitement. <laughs> yeah. This, I think this match is pretty much very similar to Mastiff's last takeover match with Eddie Dennis, I think it was. It's sort mm-hmm. of big horse match, but I think with the fact that now that it's between two well-known names, I think this match could potentially steal the show. Possibly. Well, <laughs> the main event will, though it has a uh-huh. tough main event. That's going to be brutal. We'll get to that later, though, but I think you're right. This is going to, it's not, might not steal the show, but it will definitely be talked about in amongst the busy weekend of big wrestling shows, or at least I hope it is. And it will be me that's talking about it, so my prediction will be true. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, I'm a, it's just great seeing Gallus represented all across the card as well. Coffee's there. There's a few good sort of, Scottish pride thing going on. I know that sounds like a loaf of bread. Uh, but I'm stoked. I'm super stoked for it. You've also got Kaylee Ray, Tony Storm. And I don't know, there's just a feeling about this that tells me that Kaylee Ray is going to end up walking away with that title. Are you having the same vibes at all? Or am I, is I, that just completely I wishful thinking? Do, I do have a bit of vibes to that. Because I thought, you know, it, could, it would make sense. Kaylee Ray drops the belt, then maybe... Tony Storm could end up going to NXT, but recently with Rhea Ripley showing up in NXT, this it's put a little bit of doubt in me that... Oh, has she actually appeared on future tapings? Rhea Ripley? Uh, I think I've just given away some spoilers. I apologise in advance. That's all right. Don't worry about it. In a, well, for, well for, not for us, but for anyone else. Says she's, she appeared in... She appeared in the tapings, I think it was between um, a a rematch between Shayna and Mia Yim, and she sort of stared down Shayna, so we could be getting a potential match between those two. Oh, very interesting. I'm usually adverse to hearing spoilers, but that's... I've been a bit down on what's been happening with the women's division on NXT Florida, we'll call them. So to see that happen, that's got me excited. Um, the the planned matches for NXT over the next few weeks are excellent. You've got a tag title match, a title match, Keith Lee and Dijak, 
lot to look forward to. So if that's another thing to look forward to, then bring it on. Excellent stuff. But see, have you seen the, the vignettes that they've had with Kayleigh Ray and Tony Storm? I have. I've, the main one I watched was, I think it was after Kayleigh Ray, one of Kayleigh Ray's matches. No, there, there seems to be they were best pals, best pals to Japan with each other. And mm-hmm. then since Kayleigh Ray's came into NXT UK, it seems like something is off. And Yes. And after this last NXT UK show, it's gotten quite personal. Uh, what was it? Ah, she went down a dark road, did her Kaylee Ray? Yes, yeah, she, about... she, she went she, mentioning. I think it was. I think it was mentioning how Tony Storm's dad, I think, walked out on her oh, or something. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's what it was. I'm certain. It was along the lines of that whenever Kaylee Ray finished her finished her shift so to speak she can go home she can go back to her boyfriend and Sonny Johnson <laughs> uh, she's got a family she's surrounded by family and friends and Tony Storm's got nobody and she really hammered at home I thought oh that's a bit um, that was nasty and I've really those those vignettes there's just as you say it's not so much a, an epic build but there's just something off about this whole um, interaction between these two. Kaylee Ray's got this, like, she, it's as if she's made her mind up about Tony Storm, and it's probably very unfair whatever her mind's been made up about. But there's a, I don't know, like a, a nihilistic viewpoint from her, and it just makes her come across as so cold and heartless and horrible. And Storm's just sit, <coughs> sitting there, like, sit, like, taking it, and it's like, oh, oh wow, that's a. Uh, it's it's hard to call it personal because we don't really know what's going on, but it does have a a sort of high stakes personal thing going on there. And yeah, like I'll admit, a lot of it is bias. I want Kaylee Ray to win. You and I both know what how good she is in ICW. Uh, it's just whoa, some feedback there. Apologies if there has been any sound issues tonight, ladies and gentlemen. I've had a couple of buzzing problems with my equipment in the last few weeks. If you want to stop hearing the buzzing equipment, feel free to send a donation my way. At least £100 per person, so keep that in mind. Pound, pound sterling as well. None of your none of your dollar dollar, please. Uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll set up a GoFundMe. Uh-huh. Go, uh, I just thought of a wee joke there. It involves Sean Stasiak. How that he's down in his luck and he's setting up a GoFund meet. <laughs> oh Jesus! But the uh, uh, never mind. It's not even that funny. Uh, I don't, I, I've not been to, I've not been won over by Tony Storm's reign as champion. She's had decent matches, but that's all the other decent matches. I, I don't I really don't get the the hype around her. I don't understand it. Just it just comes across as very bland to me. I think it's hard to say really. I think I think it's the fact that she's well known, like she's well known for in Japan and on yes. the overall indies. I think it's just I don't know if it's the fact that she just there's her her look is a little bit different, different or. I don't know. It might be. It's, it's, I don't know, really. It's 
I just think there are a lot more interesting characters than him, if that makes sense. So, everyone in Scotland, everyone who likes interesting characters, put all your money on Kayleigh Ray winning, and if she loses, please listen to the disclaimer at the end of the show where you should not take betting advice from me. Yeah, yeah, it's weird because I was I was looking at I think I, I don't know where what was I think it's a Discord I'm in and I'll, the majority are saying Tony Storm's gonna win, mm-hmm. gonna win. But this is like people who are like I'm pretty sure there's only one or two of us from Scotland, and then everyone else is like England, America. So I get it. I can understand why people would automatically think Tony Storm are going to win, but don't don't sleep on Kayleigh Ray. That's Stevie Boy's job. Yeah, it definitely is. Yeah. So the main event of the night is a repeat, a review, what's that word? Rematch of Progress Wrestling's Wembley show a few months ago between Walter and Tyler Bate. The story between this one is that Walter basically decimated Tyler Bate at the Download Festival a few months ago now. And Bate was off screen. Tyler. Um, Trent Seven cut the firest promo of all time uh, had a screamer of a match where he was dishing out chest chops just as equally brutal as Walter Tyler Bates come back and he looks the most jacked I've ever seen him If you, what is going on with his physique right now? I know it's incredible he's really been going at it recently I can't believe it's words do not describe how you can describe the physique he's in (laughs) (laughs) it's crazy isn't it yeah and I know there's obviously that size differential and that for me I I quite like watching matches that have got a difference in size because you've got that Jack and the Beanstalk thing going on where you can chop down your opponent and wear them down that way but with bait it's just pure power he can lift Walter up he can do deadlifts German suplexes and Swing him about the place, and Walter's a big, big lad. He's only six four, but he is—he has some girth about him. So I think you were saying earlier about Coffee versus Mastiff being a show stealer, very possibly. But I mean, Walter versus Pete Dunne at NXT Takeover WrestleMania week. Can't remember the city that they were in off the top of my head, but that was an excellent match. I would I would posit that Tyler Bate is a lot more athletic than Pete Dunne and a lot more stronger, so this is going to be a screamer of a match. It's going to be brutal. Yeah, absolutely. It should be... Um, have you seen the segment where Walter's in, I think it's the WXW training place, <laughs> yeah. battering the students? That should have come with a warning. That was um, a bit dodgy. Basically, it's just a... It takes... They're trying to get rid of that. They're trying to instill that be a star mentality. They fired Hugh Morris or build him up because of his bullying during the training, and Walter's just allowed to be filmed, just destroying his trainees. Ah, but it's it's not it's he's not train he's not doing the he's not doing it to trainers of WWE. It's WXW. Completely different. Ah, so it's all right if it's just someone you don't care about then. <laughs> yeah. Well. Yeah. You never, know, you never know, they might be the future NXT Germany champion and you're just laughing at them. That's never really... That's true, but... Yeah. So, Who knows? 
<laughs> do you think we're going to see? Obviously, the oh Sid Scala himself asked on Twitter a few days ago, "Where do you, where do you want to see the next takeover?" Obviously, what our answer is. But do you do you think that there will be changes to NXT UK with regards to talent swaps and all that stuff? Now that NXT is going to be on the USA network. You think there's going to be some sort of relaxed rules with regards to swapping or just format in general? I don't know. It's inter- It's interesting. With the whole NXT into USA thing, I feel like it's going to go the way of like I, I don't rem- don't know where I heard this. I think it, I don't know. I think it might have been last week's show, Vicky and Clive. I think. I think, and I think it was like mentioning NXT UK, potentially an NXT Japan, and NXT Canada being basically just uh-huh. the NXT the, the the version of NXT to like call ups to NXT or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's interesting because obviously you've Pete Dunn's over in NXT. You've let us know about Rhea Ripley. Cesaro's coming over for Takeover. I'm not sure he might be there. I mean, you get four to six episodes from a t- weekend of tapings, so he can be present for a long time. And as far as I'm aware, oh, that's actually very interesting because I read recently that Triple H himself said. Cesaro and Drew McIntyre have both been desperate. They've been begging to go over to NXT UK. Now Cesaro's come over. Drew McIntyre's just been knocked out of the King of the Ring. Could we? Could we see Drew McIntyre make a surprise appearance? Well, I would, I would love. I would love to see that. And now you're you're getting me thinking of Drew McIntyre versus Walter. Oh. And, Filming at the mouth of, of that match, potential matchup. Mm, that's very interesting. I think I'm going to I'm going to be a silly silly mark and hold out hopes for that happening. Yeah, because if that was to happen, there's no way they're going to keep McIntyre being a heel heel because he'll be over if he shows oh, up aye. in like, the UK. It will be it will be one of those six shock pops, especially if he turns up in the main event. Yeah, definitely. Never think his hopes that he will then. Yeah, so if it doesn't happen, NXT Cardiff's a, a roaring failure then? <laughs> <laughs> well, who knows? He might not appear at TakeOver Cardiff, but he could appear at the TV tapings. He could. He very well could. That's interesting. I'm going to... I'm going to... Um, Follow the clues and see. What, I'm going to check out his Twitter and stuff like that. See what he says and get back to on that one. That's tickled me, so it has. So yeah. that's us with regards to the NXT UK takeover chat. It's such a mouthful. I'm very proud of the brand, but it's hard to say. It takes a long time to say. Yes. Yeah. Was I going to say something? <laughs> Oh, yeah. uh, you could have agreed with me at least. Yeah, sorry, yeah. Thank you. Thank Absolutely. You. Sorry. Uh, uh, right, so there's a couple more things we want to touch on before we say goodnight to you all. There's, last week there was an announcement that WWE are finally, in my opinion, doing a podcast network. 
the details are sketchy on what will actually be involved, but there was mention of furthering stories within the sort of WWE fiction. So I'm hoping, I'm hoping we'll get a sort of mishmash of interviews with older wrestlers and stuff like that, with the likes of Tom Phillips as the, the guest, the interviewer. But if there's furthering angles, then could we be getting kayfabe interviews to further um, to build to matches? That would I would very much be interested in seeing how that would work out. Work out. I'll be interested to see if they're gonna use their own guys for these podcasts, or if they're gonna try and find some people who are willing to do it for them. Well, throw enough money at someone, they will do it. I well, they could even if they just got younger. See if they got. I know that Drew Gulak was wanting to. He said in a podcast with Edge and Christian that he's taken quite quite a keen role in backstage meetings with the commentary team. So if he's wanting to do something like that later on in his career, would Gulak be a good call for something like I don't know a, a mediator or something if they were to do things like this? That, that would be interest. That would be an interesting option. I think. Other people who I could consider seems in that sort of similar role, Nigel McGuinness. Oh, someone who's, someone who's been in the ring and knows what he's, what he's doing. Um, who else am I trying to think of? Have you seen 205 this week? I have not, but I have been listening to the... I have seen the results of that show. The Nigel McGuinness was... I think he was on drugs. He was overly pumped, and it was it was during like the entrance for Aria Davari. He was he was going crazy. I thought, "Are you all right, Nigel?" No, it's only Aria Davari. <laughs> I know, <laughs> but he was talking about his takeover weekend, and he was slagging off. He was he was slagging off Aiden English for only being on the takeover pre-show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway. What on earth were you saying there? I Nigel McGuinness. So it's. I'm trying to think. There's quite a few. I mean, you've got a lot of the women interviewers: Sarah Schreiber, Kathy, Kathy Kelly. Oh, there's another one, is there not? I was is it not Kayla? Kayla, someone, or is she gone? Kayla Braxton was uh, sacked. Was she not let go? I think it was let go. Let go if I remember. Remember, trying to think if there's anyone else I can think of. Uh, I don't think Kayla was let go. As far as I know, like, she's... I wouldn't know. Something happened with that one anyway. Yeah, because, like, her Twitter and Instagram still have, you know, the... have WWE in her name, so... Was I not? I'm sure there was someone who was sacked recently. Uh, my mind's going blank. That's terrible, isn't it? They must not have yeah. been that memorable then, if we can't remember. Yeah. I think we're probably reading too much into this. All we really know with the podcast network going forward is that it's about five, six years too late. But I'll take it. I yep. I love my wrestling and I love my podcasts. And if it's going to be, I'm. Um, pretty hyped for some kayfabe stuff I've been wanting them to do this for years and they've gotten around to doing it eventually so I'll be more than happy to add that to my playlist mm. 
But what if, Vin, but what if Vince McMahon comes calling, calling to Ricky and Clive? I've spoken with Jeremy, the chief commander in chief of Social Suplex. I said, listen, if, there, if Vince is going to throw some dollars at me, then I'll take them. And he said he will too. <laughs> I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure all of us will say we won't, but as soon as that money's thrown at us, we would take it in uh-huh. a heartbeat. Keeping it chinlock style. <laughs> Wonder what Josh would do though. <laughs> the Ricky and Clive sports entertainment show. Oh, that's got such a beautiful ring to it. Sponsored by Vince McMahon. <laughs> <laughs> and Bluetooth. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was going to say sponsored by Sky, but it's going to be BT. That's true. I wouldn't be surprised, actually, if it's one of those premium ones. Oh, it definitely will. Mm. I've had a, I've had a love-hate relationship with the network of late. Not sure if I'm willing to fork out any more for them. I... I mean, one of the joys of podcasts is that they're free. I've got a couple of Patreons on the go, I will admit that, but um, not willy-nilly. No thank you. Yeah. Caleb Braxton news. It's not Caleb Braxton. Who was it? Caleb Braxton's still employed. This is going to annoy me now. Anyway, well, are you Googling it? I'm trying to see... Okay. Okay, I think I've found it. it was Dasha Fuentes. <laughs> Dasha Fuentes. I think it was her. Yeah, she's... Apparently, it was... She was released for unknown reason, but apparently she revealed it was due to a slip-up while interviewing Roman Reigns on an episode of Raw. Oh, really? Yeah, it was the 1st of April edition, so... So she wasn't sacked as part of an April Fool's. It actually did happen. <laughs> yeah. Dasha Fuentes. Oh, this is... I want to... I know we're going a wee bit tangent here and I want to talk to you a wee bit about Ron Smackdown for a few minutes. But I want to see what happened. What I was said in the Roman Reigns interview. Yeah. Come on, Google. See, because I've got Skype up and running and stuff like that, my laptop decides to slow down at the worst of times. So, yeah, well, thankfully, since I'm doing this on my phone, my lap, my computer's absolutely fine. This is great airtime, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, this. <laughs> anyway, right. What did you think of Ron's? If you up to date with the King of the Ring brackets? I I am. That's been my main sort of focus. Mm-hmm. I've watched. I did watch one whole match, and that was the Ricochet Drew McIntyre match. I heard that was very good, and it lived up to expectations. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm shocked about with this King of the Ring so far? A lot of the youngsters are getting through. No, not youngsters, but in terms of a WWE age, a lot of babies getting through here. Um, Chad Gable with an excellent sunset flip counter pin against Shelton Benjamin this week. I was actually, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I'm a wee bit gutted that Buddy Murphy didn't beat Mustafa Ali. 
Uh, just because yeah, of, I, I, only because I expected well. only because I expected Daniel Bryan to get involved in his match. That's all. I, I fully expected Buddy Murphy to lose. I just thought it would be through different ways rather than just a clean pin. But but Mustafa Ali did one of those tornado DDTs in between the ropes to Muddy Murphy and I thought, oh well, you can win whatever you want Mr Ali, go for it Yeah, I I thought, I don't know why I thought that Murphy was going to win via distraction from Shinsuke because I thought Shinsuke and Ali were having a feud but now it seems to be Shinsuke's just shoved Ali to the side and went to a feud with the Miz Yeah, I'm not, can't get behind that to be honest with you Um, Miz in the IC title scene again Big shock. Because I know. Because someone's asked Ali. Someone asked Mustafa Ali, "What happened? Did they just next year program with Nakamura in a RT saying yes?" Thought, oh, that's shit. Because that could have been a sort of making moment. However, he has advanced to the quarterfinals of the King of the Ring. Ricochets through. Um, Cedric Alexander's through. Who from last uh, week yeah. went through again? Samoa Joe. Like, Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe is through Elias. Andrade. Andrade. Andrade, Chad Gable next week, ladies and gentlemen. Ooh. That's a that's a match. And well, you've got your tip. See, my worry is now if it depends on who wins, are we going to in, in particularly the raw side? If if Ricochet beats Sami Zayn. Does that mean Corbin is being Cedric? Right, who who knocked out Sami Zayn? Cedric. Right. Corbin knocked out Miz. Mm-hmm. Joe knocked out Cesaro. Ricochet knocked out McIntyre. Right, so the matches, I know that the matches, you've got Chad Gable and... You've got Chad Gable and Drade. You've got Buddy Murphy Elias... You've got Ali Samoa Joe Ricochet and you got Cedric Corbin. A couple of stinkers in there. Mainly Corbin and Elias. <laughs> yep, and uh, aye, Ali and Elias and Corbin, yep. Uh, I can see the way it's going. I can see Corbin going all the way with this one. I, f- I think it's going to... I think either... Either one, or I think if either Joe or Corbin is advancing to the semis, if mm-hmm. the if like the other person loses to the other one, other one. So I'm hope. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's weird with Cedric. I don't know if he's if they're really going to go all out with him. I did see them going with Ricochet more than Cedric. Yes, so can I. I, I can see Ricochet getting fired and uh, Ricochet, Corbin but it's Ricochet no it's not Ricochet versus Corbin so who's Ricochet? Ricochet Joe Oof. I don't know I, I can just imagine if the, if the semi-finals was Ricochet Cedric that'd be or if we get Ricochet Andrade in the final Oof. Just give us a fatal four way, for God's sake. <laughs> it's quite, it's, yeah. it's what we, yeah, what we want, Cedric, what we want, Ricochet versus Andrade, what we'll get, Corbin Elias. 
Jake Maverick is the 24-7 champion, ladies and gentlemen. By now, as you listen to this, there is a chance that he has finally consummated his marriage. But knowing WWE, they'll try and film it again. Yeah, there's this evil part of me which makes me hope he hasn't. (laughs) (laughs) Just... This is coming from me, so of course, it's just like... Is that jealousy speaking? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, can, <laughs> I, I, I won't lie. Uh, it's weird, this King of the Ring, because the tournament's getting a lot of focus. A lot of the fan favourites are going through, like a lot of them, and it's a lot of the fan favourites that people feel have been undervalued, underappreciated, under... Utilised, they're all getting a lot of time to shine on these ten-minute-plus matches on Raw and SmackDown. But at the same time, some of these fan favourites are facing off against each other. So Buddy Murphy's gone. Um, Drew McIntyre, Kevin, Kevin Owens is gone. Oh, that story, man! It's just got to stop it. Um, not Maybe everyone's favourite. Drew McIntyre's gone. Cesaro, no, I think that was expected. Yeah. And as we've said, Drew McIntyre may possibly, hopefully, definitely appear in Cardiff. Yeah. That would be excellent. Also, I think, is back to Bunny Murphy, I think this is like the third week now he's had an absolute banger of a match. He's had a banger of Roman, he's had a banger of Brian, and now he's had a banger of Ali. And if there's anyone listening who's thinking, where did this guy come from? I've been telling you for over a year now, this guy is a a work-rate machine. This guy is an excellent wrestler, a bit dodgy with the character, but I'll allow it because he puts on some fierce matches and he's done it with three very, very different, as different um, aesthetically different and stylistically different wrestlers as well. So he's a, a jack-of-all-trades. So hopefully he's involved even more so going forward. It's been a, a joy to see him taking in that sort of first hour, middle hour segment stuff. Excellent. Well done, Buddy Murphy. Congratulations to you and yours. The, there was another thing I know you're wanting to talk about this. It's the, NX, the NXT. I've said NXT oh. too many times tonight. The the Raw Tag Team title thing that happened this week. So you've got the, the formation of the new team, Rudolph. I don't think that's official, but we'll say it anyway. Uh, and they, are after a, a tag team, was it a gauntlet match or a turmoil match? It, it, it's the same thing, I isn't think they're it? The, they're the same thing. Uh-huh. They're the same thing, but... So it's Rudolph versus Braun Strowman and Seth Rollins at Class of Champions. So tell me what you were thinking about this earlier. Right. So I know that making sure of tag teams have been has happened in WWE all the time. You've had like Michaels in Austin, Mankind in Austin, Batista in Cena, Miz in Cena. You've had it's happened all the time. But I'm usually fine with them if they're dropping to a tag to another dropping the belts either back to another tag team. But they've went with. I don't, I don't know what it is, why it is, but of all the people to give it to, Rudin Ziggler seem a bit out of nowhere. That's the thing. I, I get it. It's random. Uh, Ziggler. That's two 
maybe not three, I don't think, two years in a row where he's been involved in some hot feuds, a sort of main, not main event, but marquee storylines going forward from the summer into the fall season. See, I said fall for our American listeners there. Uh, autumn. Autumn season. And then he fizzles away, he dies away, he appears in the Royal Rumble, disappears, and he comes back in springtime. And he just does the same stick again. I'm not sure if I can get into that. It's almost, I know it's only been twice, but it seems like a, a tired formula already. And, yeah, and it's not one I can get behind. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not only that, it's also the fact that Raw have a good tag team division. You've got the you've got the Usos, you've got the Revival, you've got Gals and Anderson, you've got the Viking Raiders. Raiders. You could have given it to I wouldn't mind if they gave it to any four of those teams. And then but instead they give it to a makeative team of Ziggler who I'm getting I'm pretty much tired of at this point. Yeah, same here. And Rude who it just he hasn't really been that much relevance. At all? At all, like he had like he had the team with Gable, then they split them off. He then grew, he then grew a mustache and bet Ricochet one time. <laughs> then that seems like a mad lib or something. Yeah. Then lost him again. Then he became the second ever twenty four seven champion. Well remembered statistician there. <laughs> yeah, and then he's just been on the back. He's just appeared out of nowhere and all of a sudden teamed up with Ziggler to win, to get a tag title shot. Mm, it's bizarre. Um, see, the, the revival, I understand. In fact, I don't understand why they were involved in this match because, am I right in saying they're facing the New Day Clash of Champions? Uh, or, or it's certainly looking that way. Yeah, it's looking that way, which is... Honestly, this wild card thing is we, we don't know who's in what yeah. brand at this point. Yeah, I'm fine. I'm not. I've told myself a long time ago that the wild card is just their way of saying the, the superstar shakeup doesn't really exist that much anymore. So I'm not that bothered, and I've been loving the stuff going on with the new day and FTRKO. And that's been one of my highlights in recent wrestling viewing. But they shouldn't have been involved in that match. Uh, the Usos, I understand, not getting a, a title shot for one reason being they're always involved in title shots and the other reason being, you know what? Yeah. Um, so, Heavy Machinery, they could have they could have went with them. <laughs> they could have went, they, I think they could have, they should have really just had a rematch with the OC. I know rematches are dead, but... I feel like it just made more sense. Like they had the belt and it looked like they were going somewhere, and then it's just they've just taken the belts off them. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm not too annoyed with Braun Strowman and Seth Rollins winning the belts. To be honest with you, because I'm, I'm enjoying their story going on. I think this match up when it finally happens at Clash of Champions will surprise a lot of people for its quality. It's one of those ones: smaller guy versus a big guy. Um, I think people will be taken aback by how good it will actually be and they've got this story going on there's a bit of respect shown between the two of them the respect has grown into a team a tag team and now tag team championship between them uh, as we've seen very 
recently when someone's got the champ- two championships, they've had matches twice. So you had Becky Lynch a couple of months ago and two matches right after one another. And Seth Rollins himself at Night of Champions in 2015, he fought John Cena and Sting in the same, like right after each other. So I can see this being one of those ones where they just shoehorn sandwich both matches together and it turns into a big story that lasts over an hour or something for the, the event. So I'm liking that. It's that, just, is po- that is possible, but my, my thinking is I think the Universal Championship is main eventing. And are they really going to make the Raw Tag Belts like the second to the last card? Maybe they'll, maybe that'll open the show or something, and they'll have a running story throughout the rest of the night. I, like, I can see, I can see Braun Strowman and Seth Rollins losing the tag titles. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm seeing the typical Braun will end up walking away from the mat, walking away from it, and. Aye. Because one of the things that's very common with Braun Strowman, I see when it comes to big matches, he's booked, not booked, I'll stay away from that word, his character comes across as very naive, he makes silly decisions that come back to haunt him within minutes, so maybe I can that'll happen, or he'll just lose, the, or it'll be Seth that causes a mistake and Braun Strowman goes mental at the start of the night, Seth Rollins is nursing the rib injury, uh, they show backstage footage with... Kayla Braxton because she's still employed by the company <laughs> I still need to check out that Rowan Reigns thing with Dasha Fuentes anyway so um, it's a weird one I don't mind it I'm enjoying this Braun Strowman Seth Rollins thing but Dolph Ziggler and Robert Rudd mm, no thanks not for me no that's... no <laughs> no just no Otherwise, otherwise, Class of Champions is shaping up nicely, but that is still a few weeks away. Um, unless there's anything else you want to discuss, Mr. Bowen, I would I would like to present you with a quiz to bring tonight's show to a close. Uh, no, nothing else I can want to moan about, so let's get into that quiz. Let's go, ladies and gentlemen. It's quiz time. Cue the music, maestro. It's fucking quiz time with Ricky and Clive and friends. A fucking WWE quiz. Right, so this week, to get Mazza in the mood for and mentally ready for his weekend travels, I've decided to put together a nice wee New Japan quiz, which at the moment is currently. A wall in my Google Docs. If you give me one moment, I'll find it very quickly for you. So, ten questions, all to do with um, New Japan, and they're all anagrams of wrestlers' names. Oh, God, no anagrams. I'm kidding on. Don't worry. Uh, I just thought it would be a comical moment for me to say to you, "Let's do some anagrams of Japanese wrestlers." God. Right here it comes. So, while this all loads up, I'm going to do some plugging just now for you, ladies and gentlemen. Um, if you are travelling to some wrestling show this weekend, get yourself in the mood by watching Wrestling First on powerslam.tv and you can get yourself a whole month's worth of, worth of free content that covers over 4,000 hours of wrestling from around the world. Powerslam.tv and the promo code is Social Suplex. Also, when you're watching or viewing wrestling live, please go to the Pro Wrestling Tees Social Suplex page and get yourselves one of the lovely Social Suplex t-shirts. 
We are at Ricky and Clive on all the places on Twitter, basically. And yep. we're on the Social Suplex Podcast Network, which has other shows such as Keeping It Strong Style, One Nation Radio, Grown Men Watch This Shit, All Things Elite, Get In The Ring. Ah, have I missed any? The cho- Danny's Chop Shop. Danny's Chop Shop. I think that's it. You also have... <coughs> you've got socialsuplex.com where you can find columns on, as well as the podcasts. Columns written by myself and my co-host for tonight. You've got a... Have you got a Royal Quest column up at all? I have... No, I just... I have not. I was considering doing one, but... I've had a bit of situations with college. Okay. College, so I've had to basically cancel that, but should be planning on doing other columns soon. Good to keep the content going. And you can get those, that content if you subscribe to the... Press the subscribe button, you can get it sent directly to your email inbox. Uh, Wrestling Squared Circle Facebook group is where you can find us. Not the best plug I've ever done, but it's done, and I'm still having Google Docs problems. So what the hell am I going to... Right, hold on. Why is that coming up? I didn't want that. Apologies. Right, nearly there. How are you, Murray? Are you alright? I am good. Good. Anything you want? Uh, no, I don't. Well, trying to... F- uh, totally not. Uh, the GoFundMe, which was actually yeah. really funny when you think about it, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, let's see. Well, I'm also on Twitter. You can find me. You can find me at mybone. Well, I think it's double zero, pretty much. I'm terrible at plugging my own name. Well, if you want to not do it anymore, I've got the thing up now. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yes, please. <laughs> so check out Murray Bone on your Twitter machine. Now, New Japan Quiz. Wow, that was some quality content radio there, was it not? Yeah, uh, absolutely. Ten questions, all New Japan themed, so let's test your knowledge. Now, I am not very knowledgeable, so these were all garnered from NXT. Uh, NXT. NXT is sponsored by the Marvin Andrews Association. <laughs> <laughs> Number one, how many times have Okada and Tanahashi wrestled? Oh, God. I'm guessing we're talking pure and just singles matches. I hope so. Let's say yes, <laughs> and if I'm wrong, someone can correct me. Oh, God, Dave. I'm gonna go with a guess and say 12. Oh, so close. You were one out. I believe the correct answer is 13. <sighs> Unlucky for some, and in this I'm case, not. you. Number two. How many titles has Will Osprey held in New Japan? For some reason, I've put an exclamation mark instead of a question mark for this part. <laughs> <laughs> Just to emphasise. Uh-huh. Um, he has held. Three titles in New Japan. Yeah, three titles. Well, title reigns or just titles? Just, just individual title wins. 
he has had three title wins. I think it's four. What are the three you're talking about? I know, I know, he's he's won the he's won the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Title. He's won the Never Openweight Title. Mm-hmm. Unless we're going to count the best of the Super Juniors Tournament. No, no. As according to the the wiki, he's won the Junior Title three times and has been a one-time Never Champ. And he's currently on his third reign as the junior champ. Trying to see if he, I'm certain he's won it. He's only won it twice. Uh, Well, like I said, I've got no. Oh no, no! Now I remember, he has won it three times. I forget he had that. He had a short reign for his first one. Box. Tut tut. No swearing on this show. We'll have none of that shit on here, please. <laughs> uh, number three, whose entrance music is this? So, are you, are you listening? Yep. Any idea at all? Yeah, sorry, I was in the middle of pretending to do a Kylo... I was in the middle of doing a Kylo violin, pretending to have a guitar. All right. <laughs> it is John Moxley. Correct answer. Uh, it's funny how some of the, the start of that sounded like the bit in Back to the Future when Michael J. Fox decides to do a really crazy rock show at the end of Johnny Be Good. Anyone who gets that reference, say hello. Number four, which current WWE superstar won the 2009 Super J Cup? That was... It wasn't here, but it was 2016. I'll assume this is... Prince Devitt, or is he now known Finn Balor? Correct answer. Prince Devitt himself. Um, two out of four. Not too bad at all. Who is the oldest ever intercontinental champion at 49 years old? Number five, sorry. Ooh, okay, now that's... Because there's two... There's two people it could be. It's a question of which one, which person was it? I am going to say Minoru Suzuki. You are correct in what you say. Question number six. Who is the youngest winner at 23 years old? Oof. See, now I'm, now I'm going to have to... Google it. <laughs> no, I'm trying... I am not Googling anything. I'm just... Do this off the top of my head. I am going to... Yes, because I'm pretty sure... Because I know for a fact he did hold the belt. 
Was it La Sombra, or as he's now known, Andrade Cien Almas? You're on a roll here. You're currently sitting at four out of six. Quite quite the New Japan mark so far. Well done. <laughs> I'm, I'm probably being heavily judged by both Jeremy and Josh right now. Possibly, possibly. Uh, speaking of, Jeremy, listen, guys, all of you who are involved in the, the Quiz Time Invitational... <clears throat> I profusely apologise for the the late running of the semi-finals. Life has gotten in the way. People, it's just one of those ones, hard to get everyone ready at the right time. Please know that I have not forgotten about any of you because remember there is a prize for the winner in all of this. I don't want to let anyone down, the contestants as well as the the listeners. So don't worry, we'll get that sorted and I'll start speaking to people and be proactive instead of just thinking, what am I going to do? So... Stay tuned for news regarding the Quiz Time Invitational over the next month or so. And guys, thank you for your patience. Number seven. An alphabetical order of surname. Okay, have you got that? Okay, yep. Uh, Name the current never six-man tag openweight extravaganza jobber division champions. (laughs) Okay, so... Surname... Alphabetical surnames A to Z first. So, oh God, I'm trying to see. This is typical of me. I keep the game surnames first or last. Let's just let's just go from with our format. So instead, like as an example, we would say Kazuchika Okada, not Okada Kazuchika. Okay. All right. So I think it is Togi Makabe, Ryusuke Taguchi, Toru Yano. Oh, wow, wow, wow. Yahweh, wowie. Toru Yahweh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, number eight, whose entrance music is this? Oh, stupid adverts. Paddy Power, save save yourself or something like that. Here we go. That is Tetsuya Naito. That's a pretty cool song, by the way. It is, and uh, and he is also going to be at the Royal Quest in one of those tag, tag matches. matches yeah. Well, can you film that music for me? I might uh, download that as an audio file later and do some headbanging. <laughs> Number nine. Before Kenny Omega, who was the last Gaijin to main event Wrestle Kingdom? God, that's gonna. If you have to think outside the box of this with this one, feel free to do so. Right, so I don't. I'm trying to think if I, if another Gaijin has. I've made, I know they main evented Tokyo Dome before. I'm not sure if they're the Gaijin who main evented Wrestle Kingdom. My sister in her room is laughing at me right now. And my me trying to figure out who it is. <laughs> Hello, Lovely sister. sibling support. She's now an official member of the Ricky and Clive Sports Entertainment Show. Yes, she is. 
Um, God. Go with your gut instincts. I see. That's the issue. I don't have an actual answer. What if I told you that you're, um, you're, uh, what's the word? Your monologue that was spoken out loud before you talked about your sister. The clue is in what you've already said. I'm trying to remember what enough I've said. <laughs> this is typical. Um, oh my God, is it, um, this is going to be one of these questions where as soon as you say the answer, I'm going to be kicking myself. Cannot think of who it is. Okay, the answer is he was the first. There was no one before <sighs> him, and you you, uh, kind, you kind of said that out loud. You said, "Has there been anyone else?" Uh, okay, okay. I think I'm I'm hoping this is what this is the who I'm thinking of is because I know he's been. No, I've I've given you the answer. He was he's no, no, he's the only one. Uh huh. Ah, okay. I was when you said first, I was thinking like, oh, the first ever Gaijin champ, which was Vader. <laughs> I don't know why I was just like the main eventer. But yes, he as from the not all January four shows. I'm not sure beforehand, but from Wrestle Kingdom one onwards, he was the first Gaijin to main event Wrestle Kingdom. Again, uh. if I'm wrong. Please flame me privately. I can't handle it publicly. Thank you very much. Josh. <laughs> <laughs> Number 10. And the last one, and there's a fly buzzing about me just now. Name the last four Dominion main events in order so you can go from earliest to latest or most recent to earliest, but they've got to be in order. Right. So the most recent one was Kazuchika Okada, Chris Jericho. Mm-hmm. Then it was Kazuchika Okada, Kenny Omega. Then Kazuchika Okada, Kenny Omega again. My favourite from their series, that one. Yep. And the final one, I believe, was Okada again, but this time against Naito. Oh, well done. Done with a, a, a held back confidence there. I enjoyed, I enjoyed <laughs> your telling of that tale. 7 out of 10, a couple of them, yeah, it was just a case of, ugh, I'm annoyed with myself for forgetting that, but that was very impressive, well done. Thank you. So, that concludes the show this week, thank you very much for coming on, Murray. No problem, it was a pleasure being on. Uh, and I hope you enjoy New Japan when you, see, when you go and see it, and if you ever get to catch NXT UK TakeOver Cardiff... Possibly the longest ever name of a show there's ever been. Um, enjoy that too, and we'll enjoy Drew McIntyre coming down at the end. Yep. Right, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you've enjoyed our rundown of the only two wrestling shows that matter this weekend. Have a blast, and we'll speak to you next week. Good night. Good night. Thank you for listening to the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Podcast. We'll see you next time. See you next time. 
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.